as a pastor or staff member of a church. It is common to experience compassion fatigue and find that you spend so much time caring for others, you're not caring for yourself. Saga wants to help foster healthy churches by facilitating the support of the emotional, mental, and relational health of their leaders. As a partner of Saga, pastors and staff can confidently and easily begin their journey by being uniquely matched to a therapist that best fits their needs. To learn more about a church partnership with Saga, go to sagacenter.org. That's S-A-G-A center.org. Welcome to Leading Simple with Rusty George. Our goal is to make following Jesus and leading others a bit more simple. Here's your host, Rusty George. Hey, welcome to the best of Leading Simple. For those of you that are too busy to listen to all the episodes in their entirety in a month, we have pulled out some of our favorite excerpts over this past month. So I want to thank our sponsor for promoting and getting the word out on this. I want to thank everybody who's participating in this podcast. And if you haven't subscribed already, make sure that you do that because it is such a valuable resource, not just for leaders, but also helps us get the word out to new people as well. Make sure you subscribe. Subscribe, and you can listen to Leading Simple in its entirety every single week. But for now, here's some of the best things that happened over the course of the last month. Our society has just gone crazy with true crime. We love true crime. From Netflix shows to Dateline, which I know you've been on several times, they've doubled down on murder. Everything's about an unsolved murder or perhaps even solved. Yeah. What does this say about our society that we're so obsessed with this? Well, I think um, it's not just that we are. So, so like ID Channel, and I'm, I'm on ID, ID Channel a lot and Reels TV and all these different networks that feature our cases. And and what we noticed is that the vast majority of viewers in those channels are female. Yeah. Uh, women love true crime even more than men. And what is that about? I think a lot, a lot of it is, again, you are created in the image of your creator. And so you have certain things you can't shake, not because you these have been adapted over time with bioevolution, but because these are innate properties of your, of, of your soul as a created being that you just can't shake. And one of them is a sense that there are moral truths that aren't just a matter of opinion. Mm. And that justice, moral justice, is of high value to you. That's why the word justice can leverage all kinds of stupid movements that aren't even related to justice because you have such a visceral, visceral reaction to the notion of justice. Why is that? Because you are created in the image of the one God that holds truth and grace justice and mercy in perfect balance only one being in the universe has ever done that that's yahweh and jesus when he came to to planet earth the rest of us are unbalanced in one direction or the other Hmm. but it's that sense of balancing justice and mercy which is always so um it's so pointed in homicide investigations because you have somebody with whom for whom justice needs to be applied and somebody for whom mercy needs to be shown in every case Mm. And I think it's because we were created in the image of a God who holds that in perfect balance that we are interested in those fictional accounts, those stories, those dramas that really feature that balance. Mm. And that's why I think we are interested in true crime. What makes a great administrative assistant? And, and what are some of the things that we get kind of enamored by, but that's not really important? What really works well after all the things you've seen? Um, I think, first of all, being a great learner, 
and being a student of the the pastor or the person that's leading and that you're working with. I think that's really important. It's known and it's said that it takes about two years to really get to know someone. So I would encourage anyone out there that has an administrative assistant, an executive assistant, to give it some time. But mostly, I know that there's a struggle to define the role to best leverage the gifts and skills that the key leaders have. And I mean the key leaders of the administrative assistant or the executive assistant. Um, I think you and you and I've talked about this. I love that you, what you do and that what you should only do. So Andy Stanley says, do what you only can do. And then someone else that I really follow a lot um, in the Enneagram teacher says, ask yourself the question, what's mine to do? So I think it's a combination of communication between the two, but I do feel like if you use someone's gifts and their talents and you allow them to really use those and the leader does what they can do, you can find a good combination, but it takes time to do that because you have to be a good student and a learner of knowing who each other are. I'm really glad you said the two-year thing because I, I talk to a lot of guys that, you know, they, they get an administrative assistant, male or female, and about six weeks in, they're like, ah, hired the wrong person. Person can't keep up. They don't know what I'm thinking. They don't know what I'm doing. And it really is a, a process. It takes a, a good amount of time. You know, when, when you deal with somebody who, um, and, and this is, a, is true for any of us, we have that Damascus Road experience. We decide to put our faith in Jesus. We're baptized. But for all of us, the way the enemy tries to get at us is to remember what you uh, have done. And that constant memory of, oh, I did this wrong. There's no way God could forgive me. Did, did Jeff struggle with the idea of being fully forgiven? Did he wrestle with the grace of God, like even for me? Or was he just kind of ready to move on? Hey, let me interrupt this podcast for just a second to remind you, if you're not taking care of your mental health, nobody is. Step up and go check out sagacenter.org to find out more. All right, back to our show. I don't know that he really gave me that much uh, deep thought. Uh, I know later on he felt very remorseful. He said he felt very remorseful of the crimes he committed and felt like he should have been put to death by the state. To which I said, well, yes, I agree. You probably should have been put to death by the state. The things you, you did were, were worthy of death. And then he kind of has a troubled look on his face and said, well, then if that's the case, now that I'm a Christian, he says, am I sinning by living? You're implying, should I kill myself or should I uh, arrange for someone to kill me? So something along those lines. And of course, <laughs> he waits till the guards give me the two minutes. You know, you only have two minutes to talk before you got to, your, your time is up. So I don't really have time to really get into this now. I said, okay, well, next week we're going to study Romans chapter 13, uh, and, and we get the idea of what's a Christian's relationship to the state and that sort of stuff, and then, then we'll deal with the, these questions here. And so the next week we came back, and so we spent some time studying about how the state is the agent of God for wrath and so forth, and how a, a sword has been put into the hand of the state. And uh, so be, be uh, don't, you know, don't, uh, don't play around with this idea of you know, that kind of stuff. I said, now, of course, here in Wisconsin, the, the Wisconsin has chosen to lay its sword down and has picked up a rod, so they'd rather chastise you rather than rather than, than kill you. And so that's, that's kind of, 
That's what they decide to do. So what is a Christian response? Well, the opening verse is submit to the governing authorities. So whatever the governing authorities decide, that's what we're going to submit to. So that was that kind of answered that question there. And then we launched into the question of suicide. I, at one time, had been suicidal myself. I understood kind of how he felt or how you feel about that. Uh, at one time, I was con people had convinced me that I had wasted my time trying to become a preacher and that maybe I shouldn't have been uh, even trying to, to talk to people about Christ and so forth like that. And, and that was a deep psychological injury for me. Mm. And I had a very hard time dealing with that. And, and I just wished I, I was dead. And I, I prayed to God that God would take me. To, you know, it's kind of the Elijah story. Take me because I'm the only one, you know, that, that sort of stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And eventually my, my wife would help me to come out of that and see that how, how ridiculously uh, how, how silly that was. But I kind of dealt with the question of, of did he feel like he had been forgiven? Well, as far as I know, he had no issue with that. He, he was only worried about whether or not he should have been put to death because of what his crimes were going to be like, like the state had not fulfilled its obligation to punish him. That, that that was all he was concerned about. And I suppose he was concerned about that because that's what people think. Mm -hmm. That's what people are talking about. When the, you hear the Jeffrey Dahmer story, all everyone wants to know is, well, did he go to hell? Mm -hmm. uh, that's really all that matters. You know, he, he should be he should be punished for what he did. Yes, uh, if, if he didn't believe in Jesus, if there's no sense of, of uh, relying upon God, there's, there's no sense of forgiveness. People have a hard time comprehending the forgiveness of God. They just have a hard time just grasping the idea that God could be a forgiving God. Let's say somebody is acknowledging that. They say, yeah, you're right. I want to be a person that trusts more. I want to be a person that changes that. But it doesn't mean the society is caught up with them. What are some steps a person can take to begin to trust again and to move beyond uh, suspicion and assuming the worst and all those kind of things that would begin to help them, even if the people around them aren't doing the same thing? Well, I think the first thing to acknowledge is to know what I can change, what I can't change, and what I perhaps can change. So just know what you can do as, as a person um, to do that. And I love the serenity prayer always in the concept of, of these things when it says, God grant me the serenity to accept the things that I cannot change, the courage to change the things that I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. And I think when we can begin to break, break this little prayer down and understand the deep philosophy of it, and we begin to build confidence in ourselves that we there are certain things that we can do as people. Uh, well, I think faith is obviously the first thing we can go to. Mm -hmm. We begin to pray, and pray um, not only impacts our society greatly, but it's it's sort of a, the greater work to building trust. So I, I want to say that at the end of the day, we trust in God, and we trust his guidance and his help. And I think as much as we begin to foster these things, they and we begin to focus on gratitude and uh, thankfulness for what we have. And um, that that becomes a source of, I think, developing trust um, mm. and beginning to see life through the lens of positivity and possibilities and not seeing the glass half empty like we tend to do. Because as human beings, we tend to have negative bias. We, we lean towards the negative because we are creatures of survival and in that sense i think it's very it comes very natural to us not to trust 
So when we begin to put our focus, pay attention to, because what we pay attention to, Rusty, is, is that's going to shape us at the end of the day. Well, thanks so much for catching up on the best of Leading Simple. We'll be back next week with brand new content for the month. If you have not subscribed, make sure you do that right now and share this with a friend. Thank you to all of my guests, all the people that make Leading Simple possible, and especially to our sponsor. We will talk to you next week. And as always, keep it simple. Take a moment and subscribe to the podcast so you get it delivered every week. And subscribe to the Rusty George YouTube channel for more devotionals, messages, and fun videos. Thank you for listening to Leading Simple. Learn.